Thank you for tuning into episode 9, part 2 of Bonnie and Clyde of the podcast NC Modern Day Lynching. I'm your producer and narrator, Tina Smith. As I convey in part 1, I named episode 8 and 9 Bonnie and Clyde to depict Demetria Duda Green and her children's father, Anthony Skip Prentice's character concerning the murder of Donald Brunson. The Oxford American Dictionary conveys the word alibi means a claim or a piece of evidence that someone was elsewhere when a criminal act is to allege to have taken place. FBI agent Paul Cox put in a communication to the Washington, D.C. laboratory after Sean Carter's October 25, 1999, Brunson murder indictment, that Anthony Skip Prentice is a suspect in the Brunson homicide based on conflict with his professed whereabout on the day of the homicide. This means either Demetria Green 911 call was an attempt to give Anthony Prentice an alibi, or it was the first scene of the Donna Brunson murder crimes. Either way, due to these facts and the facts that Anthony Prentice sold drugs for Mr. Brunson, who lived several miles apart, and the fact that the boot prints at Mr. Brunson's residence and apparently where Mr. Brunson was found murdered were like the boots prints at Anthony Prentice's girlfriend, Demetria Green's house, means there is absolutely no ethical or moral way prosecutors could conceal Demetria Green's involvement and evidence at her residence from the jury and allege Sean Carter had a fair trial. See Case 1, Exhibit 27, Exhibit 29, page 3461, lines 22 and 23. Exhibit 31, Page 1, Exhibit 57, Exhibit 64, and Exhibit 176 on ncmodernaylynching.org. Prosecutors and detectives are known to flip-flop their positions when their integrity is being investigated. If prosecutors and detectives say Demetria Green was not calling 911 to alibi for Anthony Prentice, then this would make her house a crime scene that was part of the Brunson murder and Demetri Green a victim who tricked Lakeisha Carter to the prosecutor's office three years after the murder to allege Sean Carter was involved with the Brunson murder and Kawada Timoney was shooting when Demetri Green was accidentally killed. There is no rational way prosecutors can conceal these facts from the jury and call Sean's trial legal and fair. If prosecutors and detectives flip-flop and alleged Demetria Green was calling 911 to alibi for Anthony Prentice, which would mean her house was not a part of the Brunson murder crime scene, then Sean Carter's trial judge and jury needed to know this information also, especially since Demetria Green and Anthony Prentice was behind tricking Lakeisha Carter to give false statements on Sean, and these false statements was used to indict Sean for the Brunson murder. 
Seed Case 1, Exhibit 51, Exhibit 52, Exhibit 61, Exhibit 63, and Exhibit 64 on ncmoderndaylynching.org. Prosecutors and detectives from a crooked perspective, only opinion no, now is the lie and say Demetria 911 call right before the Brunson crimes and her apartment miles away despite matching boot prints to the Brunson crime scene and her boyfriend Anthony Prentice's connection to Mr. Brunson through drug dealing was not part of the Brunson murder crimes. Since prosecutors already argued to the trial court and jury that Sean was allegedly targeting drug dealers for home invasion, robberies, and Anthony Prentice admitted in Exhibit 31 that he sold drugs for Mr. Brunson and the connection between the boot prints at Demetria Green's home and Mr. Brunson's home, along with Demetria Green and Anthony Prentice being behind tricking Lakeisha Carter to give false statement against Sean. It's conclusive proof of prosecutors' misconduct by misleading the jury about the fact of the Brunson murder. The only way now the state of North Carolina government can get out of this issue is through the legal malpractice of Sean Carter's appellant attorneys in the Richardson Law Firm of Fayetteville, North Carolina, by making Sean Carter sit on death row and not push these issues in his appeals. Lead Detective Blake Boaz of Donna Brunson's murder interviewed Anthony Prentice three days after the murder on December the 9th, 1996. Within 30 days after that, Detective Boaz obtained Anthony Prentice's saliva, hair, and blood for testing towards one out of the two ski masks and one ski hat found at the Brunson crime scene. This officially made Anthony Prentice a suspect over the Donna Brunson murder as of January 1997, C-Case 1, Exhibit 23 on nc if you notice in Anthony Prentice's entire audio recorded December 9, 1996 statement, there is no mention of him and Donna Brunson giving quality money drugs for sale, who violently robbed the bank just 90 days before the Brunson murder. The only possible suspect Anthony Prentice is mentioning is the New York guys who robbed him in the club in which Anthony Prentice alleged either people in the club knew he worked for Mr. Brunson or the robbers knew he worked for Mr. Brunson. Anthony Prentice also mentioned Tony, New York Tone Man, and Mr. Man's brother as possible suspect. I feel that Anthony Prentice, December 9, 1996, auto-recorded statement and Demetria Green's Facebook rant from Mr. Prentice's Facebook page to Sean on December the 14th, 2013 is the same of the most valuable pieces of evidence proving Sean Carter was framed by Anthony Prentice, Demetria Green, and Lakeisha Carter. Because it shows how Sean Carter wasn't in the picture until after Demetria Green was accidentally killed on February the 16th, 1997, and how Bonnie and Clyde are team players, and it's more likely than not that Demetria Green's December the 6th, 1996, 2.30,
AM 911 call was not domestic violence, but an attempted alibi. Prosecutors and detectives took the civilian's frame foundation and used it to frame the murder of Donna Brunson on Sean Carter in the grand jury hearing and trial jury. Because there's absolutely no way prosecutors and detectives didn't know they were lying and framing Sean Carter. The fact that prosecutors concealed Lakeisha's October 19, 1999 contradictory statement from Sean and the existence of Demetri Green and Anthony Prentice's 911 call. The boot prints at their house and Mr. Brunson's house is enough proof that prosecutors and detectives knew they were framing Sean in the courthouse. See Case 1, Exhibit 31, Exhibit 53, page 2254 and exhibit 64 on ncmoderndaylynching.org. Read exhibit 30, page 9, and see how Anna Santiago is making up a fake conversation between her and the victim, Mr. Brunson, about him winning $650 in a football pool. And then read exhibit 31, page 6, where Anthony Prentice said 72 hours after the murder that Anna said the robbers took $12,000. Then read Exhibit 32, where pre-trial notes appearing to be in Prosecutor John Sherrill's handwriting showing Anna knew about Mr. Brunson's winnings, $12,000 plane craps. This shows that Anna Santiago either told Anthony Prentice details of the crime before she even told prosecutors and detectives or Anthony Prentice was involved with the Brunson murder or both. Anthony Prentice started to mention something he said Anna Santiago told him about the sheets but stopped for some reason. Lakeisha Carter three years later stated Sean said he tied the kids and girls up with sheets. Anna Santiago, seven months after Lakeisha's October 14, 1999 prior contradictory statement, conveyed at Sean's trial that her and her son was tied up with sheets and belts. See Case 1, Exhibit 31, and Exhibit 51, page 4, on ncbottomdaylynching.org. Maybe Demetria Green is a genius. She is a high school dropout and the first to officially come up with the concept involving Sean's cases that the only way Lakeisha could know what she said about the Brunson murder is if she was there or somebody that was there told her. Then you got prosecutor Benjamin David who refers to himself as yours truly graduated with honors from two different universities and he adopts Demetria Green's concept and conveys to the jury and judge that the only way Lakeisha could know what she said is if Sean told her. When there's tunnel vision involved, the concept doesn't apply to Anthony Prentice or anybody else alleging Anna Santiago told them something about the sheets Then Anthony Prentice and Demetria Green tells Lakeisha, who at the first alleges it was Sean who told her. Let's be rational. There were four people in the car that picked up Anna Santiago, who she and her kids naturally talked about what just happened. You have Mr. Brunson's 
uncle and grandmother who Anna said she called first and told what happened. Then Mr. Brunson's aunt's grandmother and cousin on his mother's side who Anna told what happened. Anna told at least 10 people details of what happened, even things she never told police before she ever talked to police. Then you have people like Anthony Prentice and Anna's landlord that conveyed Anna told them what happened after she talked to police. You know it's just a matter of common sense. Anna told her own relatives and probably co-workers what happened and it's impossible to keep Anna's kids from talking who experienced an unusual scary situation at the age of 10, 11, and 14 years old. Out of roughly 13 people we know of, how many of them relayed information Information Anna Santiago told them to other people about the Brunson murder? We learned this in kindergarten, first and second grade, that when hearsay is passed along, you get Lakeisha Carter type of statements saying black boots was brown boots, the robbers was only two. The one boy in the house was two. The black guns were silver guns. And the only people who had boots like the robbers was Tyrone Baker and Donald Brunson. If Lakeisha got her information from Sean with all these mistakes, Sean couldn't have been there. When you read the detective, Blake Boaz never mentioned to Anna Santiago not to talk about what happened. Like a lot. Uh, experienced detectives do because if details about the crime are not known and someone like Lakeisha Carter goes talking about details they are either suspects or witnesses which is the same concept Demetria Green and prosecutor ben Benjamin David claimed three years later and countless people knowing details there is a lot of mistakes detectives made investigating the Donna Brunson murder, but their mistakes are not needed to show Sean Carter is innocent. See case number one, exhibit number 70 on ncmondaylynching.org. In 1998, a jailhouse snitch named Christopher Hasty first told his lawyer Richard Miller details of the Brunson murder that he alleged he got from New Jersey man who was suspect in the case. Attorney Richard Miller, now being a witness to what Mr. Hasty told him, took this information to lead detective Blake Boaz, and likewise, in April 1998, Attorney Richard Miller became the witness in the investigation of the Donald Brunson murder. Almost two years later, Attorney Richard Miller, knowing he had a conflict of interest, became Sean Carter's lawyer 87 days before the trial started. Case number one, exhibit number 80, and exhibit number 116 on nc org. Out of everything, Christopher Hasey said to the detectives, Blake Boas, one thing stuck out. There was never any report about Donna Brunson being found naked with only a t-shirt on. All the information Anna Santiago spread it to the street was about what happened in her house during the home invasion. Not after the intruder took Mr. Brunson and left. Christopher Hasty conveyed that Mr. Brunson was taken with only his t-shirt on. 
There is no documentation seen by me or Sean that conveys Christopher Hasty is a suspect in the Brunson murder. But there is one thing for sure. The concept of the only way Lakeisha could have known the information she state is if she was there or somebody that was there told her is bogus and Sean on the issue alone deserves a new trial. Notice Lakeisha Carter's October the 14th, 1999 prior contradictory statement. While Demetri Green is around, she never mentioned Demetri Green or any Anthony Prentice's name once. Lakeisha conveys she's there giving the statement on her own free will, voluntarily and without threat. See case number one, exhibit 51, with special attention to page one on NC moderndaylynching.org. Then five days later, in the contradictory statement appearing to be in Prosecutor John Sherrill's handwriting on October the 19th, 1999, and away from Demetri Green, the first thing Lakeisha says is Skip and Quarter's friends. The fact that Lakeisha would even know this by itself is questionable, but the obvious is Lakeisha is scared to mention Anthony Skip Prentice or Demetria Doodle Green's name until she is away from them. After that, Lakeisha contradicts her October the 14th, 1999 statement and conveys Demetria Doodle Green relates a threat that she was going to be arrested if she didn't tell. See Case 1, Exhibit 53, pages 2244 and 2254. In Lakeisha's October the 14th, 1999 statement, she mentioned Sean Carter sent some guys money through Western Union, which was false, and I'm certain FBI agent Paul Cox, with his resources, quickly learned that it was in fact false. But about 70 days after, Lakeisha says this Anthony Prentice alleges he heard that Sean and Kawada Timoney robbed a Western Union, which is also false and very easy to verify. This is no coincidence that in a, in a three-year investigation, nobody except Lakeisha Carter and Anthony Prentice even mentions a Western Union and Sean Carter. It's obvious that Lakeisha... Demetria Green and Anthony Prentice came up with a plan but forgot exactly what they were supposed to say. And Lakeisha eventually in trial told the truth that she obviously lied on Sean Carter. In Anthony Prentice's December 9, 1996 recorded statement, he conveys Tony, New York Tone, man said the robbers called his mother in New York and said, We got your man and your next. Anthony Prentice conveyed that Mr. Mann probably made this up in order to get the bullet off his back. For those who don't understand what the, what he meant, Anthony Prentice was conveying Mr. Mann out to be a victim in order to get the heat or suspicion off of him. This was Anthony Prentice's train of thought three days after the murder. To play victim and and that will get suspicion off of you. Three years later, in December 1999, and about 70 days after Lakeisha's October the 14th, 1999 prior contradictory statement, 
in her October the 19th, 1999 contradictory that set the stage for a suspect to play victim. Anthony Prentice makes himself out to be the victim and all of a sudden remembers he was allegedly paged the same night of the murder by Sean Carter, who never had any dealings with him or by Quarter Team Mooney, who Prentice already knew was a violent bank robber. For one, if Anthony Prentice and his drug boss Donna Brunson had dealings with Quarter Team Mooney, who Anthony Prentice knew just violently robbed a bank 90 days before the Brunson murder, then there is no way possible Anthony Prentice on December the 9th, 1996 would have forgot to mention Quarter Team Mooney as a possible suspect. And the known bank robber allegedly paged him the same night of the murder which Anthony Prentice claimed was supposed to meet Sean and Coati Timoni in the back of Garden Lake Estate Apartments. I'm sure FBI agent Paul Cox, with his resources and how he tracked down petty things like where Coati Timoni purchased his eyeglasses, furniture, dirt bike, and a girlfriend named Crystal Jones Sean had. That agent Cox had to check Anthony Prince's pager records to see if he had any pages and from what number the night of December the 5th and early morning of December the 6th, 1996. See Case 1, Exhibit 15, page 13 and 14, Exhibit 31, Exhibit 53, pages 2,244, 2,245, 2254 and exhibit 61 on nc org. Sean Carr was framed and you can help him win a new trial by signing the petition nc modern day lynching on change.org and spread the name of this podcast nc modern day lynching. Please tune in to episode 10 part 1 a prior contradictory on the podcast NC Modern Day Lynching. Thank you. Let's go get him. Look for me. I ain't perfect. Nobody walking this earth's surface is my girlfriend. Work with the kid. I keep you working at her main birthday bag. Manolo Blunt. 88 and Lynch. 600 drops. Her Sadie spins. The only time you wear Burberry to swim. And I don't have to worry. Only worry is him. That's right.